0: You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porter Subs. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Crosby off the edge, steps up into the pocket, right into the arms of Bilal Nichols at the 28th, and that's sack number 5.
1: This is Unnecessary Roughness. Raiders show blitz, here they come. Splane up the middle and got to him with Tyree Wilson as well. Presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas.
2: For me, you can't play defense without the Wii. There's 11 people out there. We're not calling plays, we're calling the defense to defend the field. And or the situation, and you need all 11 to do that.
1: On Raider Nation Radio, 9:20 a.m.
0: Snap! They
2: back out of it, but they do come off pressure off the edge,
0: and he's sacked back at the 30. Von Merrick. Here's your boy Q Q, Q. Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. It is unnecessary roughness. Raider Nation Radio, 9:20, brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. And I was just thinking of some of the fancy things and nice things that you can get at the Jewelers of Las Vegas. And I realize that one thing that's probably not talked about enough is when you get jewelry, you want to get something that really means something to you. So sometimes you've got to get it customized. And that is something that you can get at the Jewelers of Las Vegas all the time. They can customize whatever you need, whatever you want. They can make that happen. And that time, that is a lot really special, you know, to to people because they know that that is exclusive for me, and I'm just thinking about uh, it's it's November right now. The wife is already watching um, the Hallmark Channel, which is ridiculous. She's already like fully invested in Hallmark Channel movies. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. The shows are the same every single time. It's one of the things that drives me crazy. Is that channel? It doesn't matter where it is. It doesn't matter what episode it is. It doesn't matter what the setting is. They're all the same. They all come back to the same storyline. You insert a new name and a new character, and it's always the same. Somebody from a big city goes to a small city. Someone hates Christmas. Someone loves Christmas. Someone's heart is broken. Someone's heart is full. Someone falls in love in the big city and decides they're going to move to the small city for love and Christmas and family. And they have a white picket fence and a dog and that's all it is. Every single time, the same storyline. I can tell you what it is. And now they've gotten a little bit more creative. They've they've caught it up to date. It's a little bit more 2023-ish, where people's lives are a little bit different than they were back in the day. I'll let you fill in the blanks wherever you want with whatever you wanted. Yes, that would apply. But it's the same all the time. It wasn't even Halloween as she was watching the Hallmark Channel. It doesn't make any sense. They're all the same. I literally just rolled out. If you go and turn it on right now, and I don't even know what channel it is, I just know it's the Hallmark channel. I can tell by the sound of the music in the background that it's the Hallmark channel. You can go and check it out, and I guarantee you, whatever I just described in the last two minutes, you'll see in the next 30 minutes on you if you watch that show. I'm, it's just, It's my biggest... It drives me crazy, let's put it like that. But with all that being said, if you need something that won't drive me crazy and you want to go and get some special gifts for the holiday that's just for that special someone, you can go to the Jewelers of Las Vegas, check out thejewelers.com, and they'll hook you up. Go shout-out to Benny, shout-out to Mordecai, and everyone over there does a fine job. We definitely appreciate them. Now that I got that off my chest, we got multiple TVs, and most of them have sports on them, but there's that one that I'm going to walk by, and I guarantee you, sure as my name is Q, It's going to be on the Hallmark channel. I promise you that. Shout out to the wife, but you know, it is what it is. So, got to hear some sounds. From uh, Coach Graham, he met with the media earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. Also Coach Hardegree, uh, interim offensive coordinator. So we'll hear a little bit of both, and plus we'll hear from you at 702-365-9200, and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword r 1st off is Coach Graham. His defense had eight sacks on the day, two interceptions, limited the Giants to six points, and I know that they're not a very good team, but still they put out a hell of a performance, uh, kept Saquon Barkley under 100 yards rushing, which I thought is a big deal as well. And Coach Graham always talks about relationships with players and has good relationships with players. Here's Coach Graham on why it's important for him to have relationships with players.
2: Well, me as a player, I was I was terrible. So that's one thing. Let's start there. So <laughs> I had to get relationships with my coaches just to stay on the team. But no, but I know this, that one of the coaches that had the most influence on me in my life, Coach Brooks, who's at Dartmouth now, you know, I consider him like an older brother figure. He, I mean, I had a great relationship with him because the way he poured into us and when we all get on, you know, whether it's zoom or text messages, we all, I mean, like he has a really tight relationship with all of his former players. And I don't know for all the years he's been in Ivy league and, you know, the Ivy league doesn't have a bunch of captains per team. I mean, I would say he probably probably had coached his position, probably like 15 to 20 captains for whether it's Yale, Dartmouth, whatever it's been. So He's been a great influence to me. Um, the relationship I have with the players here, it starts with listening. You know, and I learned that early in my career. You got to be a good listener. Sometimes I'm good at it. Sometimes I'm bad at it. But, you know, thankfully have a relationship where, you know, they could uh, give me a little f- uh, forgiveness once in a while when I'm not doing a good job of listening. But that's, that's the main component right there.
0: Coach Graham, our relationships, and I think that that's huge. I think relationships in life are huge. You know, I think that you can do a lot better in life if you have good, positive relationships. Um, And that's what he's talking about with the players, why he had uh, relationships with his coaches when he was coming up and also why he turns it around and has relationships with, uh, you know, the the players that are under him because, again, uh, they're very important. Uh, Again, he said to talk about listening, that's something that you've got to do. You've got to be able to, to listen. I say it all the time, your best talker is your best listener. Right. And people always wonder, what in the hell do you even mean by that? You can have a better conversation if you actually listen to the conversation on the other side. And I know a lot of times that gets lost. It's, not, it's a it's a it's a fine art. It's not for everybody. I get it. But it really is a lot easier to have a conversation when both sides are listening as opposed to just one. So I mentioned the eight sacks that the Raiders had in a game. I couldn't tell you the last time they had eight sacks in a game, but it was nice to see. Right. Three from Max. Had one from Butler, uh, had from one from Nichols. Hell, even Merrick got in on the party, right? Uh, Spillane had a half a sack. Tyree had a half a sack. It's like Oprah was handing them out. You get a sack, you get a sack, you get a sack, you get a sack. That's a good thing. So here's Coach Graham on what leads to eight sacks in one game.
2: It starts with the, the, the players first and foremost in terms of executing the, their, their assignments and the game plan for that game. They did a good job with that. But the thing that stands out the most when you look at all the pressures was the effort. You know, just the guys, you know, relentless pursuit to the ball. They were hungry to get to the football. And, you know, I would say, again, I can't give you an exact number, but a lot of sacks throughout this league, it starts with the effort of those guys, players, you know, playing, you know, really, really hard on each play and making the play. That's where a lot of sacks come in this league. And a combination of that and – Obviously, on the back end, the coverage, you know, just sacks aren't possible if the coverage it has to all tie together. So, again, it's all about team defense, you know, the coverage and the rush all being tied together.
0: So there's uh, there's Coach Graham talking about what leads to eight sacks in the game. And we talk about pressure all the time, and that's something that Max gets on quarterbacks all the time, right? Most of the time he's leading the league in pressures. And we always say at some point you've got to turn those pressures into sacks. On Sunday it was a perfect example of all those pressures and good coverage on the back end as well that helps, you know, lead to that. Uh, you know, you see the quarterback hold the ball a little bit. And, oh, don't, you know, don't look now, but the Jets just gave up eight sacks last night, uh, you know, to, to the Chargers. The Chargers were able to get Zach Wilson to the ground eight times. And, again, that's a combination of pressures and good coverage on the back end. So uh, if you're Max Crosby – If you're Tyree Wilson, if you're Bilal Nichols, if you're Adam Butler, if you're any of those guys, man, along that defensive line, and, you know, even Spillane and guys from the linebacker position, hell, you saw a safety get there and Trayvon Merrick get home for a sack. you got to be licking your chops knowing that there's an opportunity. That Jets offensive line that's going to be coming in on Sunday is not a very good one. Zach Wilson will hold on to the ball, so there's an opportunity for these guys to eat in a major way. Just got a couple more sound bites from Coach Patrick Graham, and then we'll get to Gangster Raider and Raider Mike. Uh, How about Amik Robinson? Comes up with a big play. Uh, you know, had a rough start to the game. Thought there was an opportunity where, uh, you know, he could make a play and 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 he just – the communication was off. Coach Pierce put him on the sideline. I've talked about it multiple times. I even asked Amik about it in the locker room. Uh, but then he came back, he bounced back, and he played a hell of a game and he was really in the zone. So here's Coach Graham on what makes Amik so great.
2: His personality, you know, again, he's just – you know, he's always smiling, has good energy around the, the building – and it's all about resetting after one bad play. I mean, again, I, I can't speak on what play he's talking about, and but I mean, I just know that you know he's he's doing a good job for us. He's a ball hawk who gets to the ball, and he really he, his toughness always shows up. That's one thing, you know, whether it's tackling, you know, in tight man-to-man coverage, being able mentally tough to be able to bounce back from a bad play. That's the thing that stands out with me.
0: There's Coach Graham on what stands out about Amik, and he does. He clears his mind, and when I talked to him and I asked him about it in the locker room, you know, he he said that, you know, he's got to eliminate those plays, and he will. And I love the confidence that he said that he will eliminate those plays because, again, those plays can get you beat, right? There was a couple opportunities for the Giants to get touchdowns early on in the game, and they didn't. Uh, Bad throws by Daniel Jones did not allow it to happen, Uh, but those could hurt you in the long run, so they've got to find a way to clean that up. Final sound by from Coach Graham is about a couple dudes that are coming to Allegiant Stadium Sunday night. That's uh that's uh Garrett Wilson and also Brees Hall for the Jets. They are some playmakers. Here's Coach Graham just talking about those two dudes.
2: To start with those two, yeah. Um I'll say with Hall just got the thing is everybody's at the point of attack. You know, no matter where the play is designed to go, he could go anywhere with the ball. Um and then for the receiver, just in terms of the combination of speed, quickness, and the ability to catch the ball, you know, from all different types of angles, his catch radius is pretty dynamic in my opinion, and he presents a lot of challenges, and they do a good job of moving them around and finding ways to give him the ball. So both very skilled players, very skilled players, and, you know, it's going to be a challenge on Sunday.
0: There you go. Patrick Graham talking about – Wilson and Hall for the Jets, and those are two playmakers. And just like Saquon Barkley with the Giants, if Hall gets going, and I'll tell you this, I don't know why the Jets didn't try to run Hall more on Monday Night Football. They dropped they dropped Wilson back to, to pass a lot, and he fumbled the ball multiple times. I mean, the Jets had three fumbles, and they gave up a punt return touchdown. I mean, that's that's a recipe for disaster. That offense is not good enough to climb themselves out of a hole if they do that multiple times. So hopefully they do that on Sunday Night Football. I'd love to see it right, to give the Raiders a really good opportunity. They're not good enough to climb themselves out of that kind of a hole if they have turnovers like that, and they also uh, give up a special teams uh, score as well. So we'll see what happens. But those two dudes, they can make plays for sure, Wilson and Hall, respectfully, for the Jets. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Let's uh, talk to Gangster Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? What's
3: happening, y'all? First of all, I want to invite everybody. To, um, come out and party with me Thursday night at the Raiders Tavern and Grill, Thursday, November 9th at 6.30 until we're going to celebrate my son's 21st birthday party, and if um, Vegas just show up, we'll be celebrating him passing his license, you know what I'm saying? And I want to give a personal invitation to that fool, wine Smasher, you better come fool. I want to meet you in person, you know what I'm saying? Also Raider 66, UQ, because last time when my other son turned 21, I think he was on vacation or honeymoon or something. Remember, it was May 18th last year, yep. and you couldn't make it. Yep. But I want to see you the there today, if you can make I mean, tomorrow. I mean, Thursday, <laughs> if you can make it or whatever. And do you still have that my Cliff Branch pillow that you got from the Hall of Fame thing for me? I do. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. You know what I mean? Also, you remember I was telling you about an L.A. Raider yep. being at the ham, how you going to see a difference? Yep. Do you see the difference? How many coaches come to the game in the six bowl?
0: Right. You know what I'm
3: right. saying? That's real. I bet you Josh McDaniels never even set foot. He probably even know what a 6'4 look like. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, I told you, something different about us L.A. cats. You know what I'm saying? We we walk to a different beat. We walk to a different drum. And you see, you, you see the difference. You know what I'm saying? You look like a totally different team. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a feeling we're going to keep it pushing. And, you know, since I'm on my L.A. thing, y'all know the last time we won the Super Bowl, where was we at? In L.A. And what does Al, as in Al Davis, spell backwards? L.A., you know what I'm saying? But anyway, the whole Raider Nation, I want everybody to show up Thursday, especially Raider 66, if you can make it. I know you got a problem coming out at night because you get up so early or whatever. Allen in Vegas, Vegas Jazz, um, Black Panther, um, Raider Reggie, everybody. Come holler at your boy. Let's celebrate the new feeling with the L.A. Raiders, you know what I'm saying? Back in town with being in Vegas. And Q, you know what I'm saying? Remember I told you about the play calling? That boy, Bobo, I call him Bo Hard. Bo Hard did his thing. You know what I'm saying? If we could have had that kind of play calling against the Chargers, we win that game against the Chargers, and AOC will be undefeated as a starter. You know what I'm saying? But due to the play calling, um, Bo Hard made the pre- previous play caller look like the rookie instead of him being the rookie. You know what I'm saying? So let's come on now, celebrate with your boy. Gangster Raider. going to be in town starting tomorrow. We're going to celebrate Thursday night at the Raider Talent Grill. And let me give it to you real good one time. Raiders, I'm gone.
0: There you go. There you go. That's uh, Gangster Raider right there inviting all of Raider Nation out to celebrate his son's birthday. Vice Raider said he's there. He said he'll be there, so there you go. Vice Raiders in the building. He'll be uh, celebrating with you, and, uh, yeah, uh, I'll be doing my uh, ESPN radio show, so I will not be in attendance. But, uh, hey, man, you guys have a good time. Celebrate, hold it down for Raider Nation, and get ready for the game coming up on, uh, on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. I will be at Buffalo Wild Wings on Horizon Ridge Road coming up on Friday, Friday afternoon, so there's that, little consolation prize, but uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Hopefully everything goes well, and hopefully your son has a really good time and a really good birthday. Let's go out to Raider Mike, man. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Mike? What's up, Q? Chilling, man.
4: Heart's fluttering. Not depressed anymore. This is a lifestyle. You know how that rolls. Yep. We've been depressed. We bought... I've been speaking to you since the inception, and I told you I do not want any Patriot way, which is really the Brady way in our house, ever. It just stinks. It's up there with the Trent Brown crap. Everything about the Brady way sucks. Can't deal with that. That look on his face. He's got one of the most punchable faces I've ever seen in my life. He really does. I can't stand that dude. But what AP has done, has restored our identity. The Raiders have always been swagger, party boys, maniacs, Matuzak, Alzado, Tayum. What did Madden say? Show up on time, pay attention, and play your ass off on Sunday. And that's what I saw. I won AP as my head coach real bad. Straight out of Compton. love that dude. I loved Akon's – he's he's got Brady qualities. He really does. And I I think if we can get him to kill like I think he can, that's a dude on a rookie contract, which means we can spend heavily everywhere else. A fourth-round rookie contract. I mean, he's our Brock Purdy. It really is. And he's got the best porn stash in the NFL right now. (laughs) Love the kid. Love how he handled himself on the podium. I'm just pumped. And Patrick Graham has unleashed the hounds. Eight sacks, which I think we're going to duplicate again. Two straight. Eight. That would be so beautiful. I've been cleaning up this hurricane in the panhandle of Florida. This sleepy little town called Jesper, most redneck town I've ever been in my life. So I'm gonna wake them up right now. Time for Thunder Throat. Love the show, Q. Please don't leave Raider Nation 3 ESPN. Do both. That's all I ask. Anyway, here we go. Da
0: na na, na na. Raider Mike right there. Thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Good stuff. And I'll say this. It's funny. It's it's funny how things work, right? I mean, it really is because Antonio Pierce might end up being a really good coach. He's the interim head coach right now. Obviously, he's got these guys fired up, right? He's got Raider Nation rejuvenated. He's got me rejuvenated. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm more pumped up because of AP. Does that mean that he's going to go win eight straight and lead the team to the playoffs? No. I mean, help. They probably will miss the playoffs, but maybe they go on a run. Who knows? But uh, the energy is clearly there. You can feel that. The funny thing about this whole scenario, AP wouldn't be a Raider if it wasn't for Coach McDaniels and their staff. I mean, think about it. It's not like he was on the staff before Coach McDaniels got hired. So it's funny how things work. Sometimes when you think something's all bad, which clearly that was all bad, right, even though I was willing to give Coach McDaniels plenty of chances because, well, I just want to see the team win. So I don't care who's – I don't care if Jared's leading the charge. As long as the team is, is winning, that's all that matters to me. But it's funny how things work sometimes, right? You know, you think that, oh, this is terrible. The Raiders might have very easily found their next coach. Like, if, if – you know, and again, it's a lot of ifs and buts here. I get that. If this guy turns out to be the guy that Raider Mike just described as that coach, you know, that, that could lead this team for some years to come, as much as no one's going to want to admit it, it might have been worth it. Because he's not here. He's not here without without Coach McDaniels hiring him. Right? Without Patrick Graham being in the building as a defensive coordinator and having that relationship with Coach Pierce. Like, it all comes together. Bo Hard agree. Or like Gangster Raider called him, Bohard. Bo Hard's not part of the staff if Josh McDaniels ain't here and Mick Lombardi's not here. And they bring him. You know what I mean? So it's like, Again, don't know how it's going to work. It's only been one game, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself and be like, man, they, they laid the groundwork. Hell, Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell's not the quarterback if Dave Ziggler doesn't draft him. If he turns out to be somebody, you got to look back and say, well, that was a good pick. You know, I mean, again, it's it's there's things to like, and there's obviously things not like what we all saw on the field. And obviously the, the, the team had a big dark cloud over there over the franchise, and you can feel that, you know, the energy just kind of sucked the life out of them. But, you know, it's like sometimes when you – when there's like a bunch of bad, you can kind of go through the rubble and find some good, right? Like, hey, this is, this is, this is salvageable. This is really good. All right, hey, that's really good. Oh, that's really good. Okay, cool. I've got something to work with here. So I guess that's the whole point. Is there something to work with there that the Raiders have right now? And they've got eight games to show that they can work with it. So I think that there is some positive to take away from the situation. Obviously, nobody wanted to go through the mess that Raider Nation had to go through to get to this point. But there is some good that uh, could potentially come from it. We could be looking back later and being like, man, that was, a, that was actually pretty good. That was a pretty good draft class. Or, that was a pretty good hire. And uh, now the Raiders are benefiting from that. Speaking to Coach uh, Bo Hardegrier, the interim offensive coordinator, wanted to hear a couple sound bites from him. I think he's got to get a lot of props for being able to put together a really good game plan in a short amount of time. A guy that, you know, did not know he was going to be calling plays uh, Tuesday morning and then found out Tuesday night. All right, it's on you. Let's uh, go through hell and high water, team no sleep, to get it there and get to the finish line on Sunday. So uh, off top is about just that, getting prepared for a game on Sunday against the Giants in four short days.
5: I mean, I, I just, everybody kind of hit the ground running. First of all, was just getting the staff together, um, getting everybody organized, um, you know, on a short week and on, you know, some different circumstances um, and just really attacking the players on what we needed to do, you know, as a unit, what was most important for them and then just designing the practice and the plan and going out and the execution part of it, let them feel kind of how the game was going to be called and and let that practice happen and, you know, carry over to the game.
0: I had no idea what it was going to look like. That was one of the biggest questions when Vinny joined the set when we were at Allegiant Stadium. Didn't have any idea. I said, what do you think the, you know, dynamics between Hardegree and, and O'Connell and how they're going to be able to kind of get these play calls in, spit it out? You know, it's the first time for, for Hardegree. First time, you know, spit these plays into O'Connell's ears. It was just like, okay, what's it going to look like? Well, it looked pretty good. And one of the main reasons it looked pretty good, I believe, is because him and the staff went around and found out what all these players like to do. Something that I asked Lincoln Kennedy about, and he said, that's just smart coaching, and I don't know why more coaches don't do that. Something that Amber Theo Harris said the same thing when she joined the show yesterday, right? Something that she respected. They went to Josh and said, what do you like to run? What, how can we put you in a position to succeed? Something that every coach doesn't do for some unknown reason all coaches don't do that. My opinion all coaches should do that. Here's coach Hardigree talking about asking players what they
5: want to run. I just want them to feel confident and comfortable and and um you know like I told you I went into everybody's rooms um kind of when we hit the ground running on those first couple meetings and just let them know kind of me and then get some feedback from them and I uh you know even during the game, you know, I'm telling them kind of what's coming up, what I'm thinking, uh what are they seeing? Um, which is important. They're the guys out there. You know, I'm calling the plays, and I want to call plays that, you know, they feel confident about. And if there's something that I really want to get out, you know, get out there to them, I'll let them know it's coming. And it's just constant communication with, with those guys. Coach Hardegree right there talking about what he did. And, again, going
0: there, making the players feel comfortable. There's something to be said about that, making the players feel comfortable. Letting guys know that I want to put you in a position to succeed where you might not necessarily have been in that position before. And again, not harping on the old, but just talking about the new. And okay, this is how we're going to do things moving forward. Now they're going to have to put together a game plan for the Jets that come in with a much stronger defense that have now seen uh, what Josh Jacobs likes to do, what Aiden O'Connell likes to do, what the offensive line likes to block like. Right? I mean, they, they see that on film. Now they can break that down and say, okay, this is how we're going to counter that. Again, it's chess, not checkers. So we'll see what they do moving forward. How they counterpunch coming up Sunday night, little primetime action against the Jets. Aiden O'Connell, we spent a lot of time on the show today talking about him. What you want to see from him moving forward, uh, so he can solidify who or what he's going to be in the NFL. Whether that's a starter, whether that's a backup, whatever the case may be. What has to be, you know, what has to be seen or what should be seen to really have an understanding of who he is. Well, here's Coach Hardigree talking about the improvements of one Aiden O'Connell.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, I was really proud of him. First of all, you know, our offensive line did a great job of, you know, keeping him upright, and he did a really good job of getting the ball out on time as far as the passing game and obviously the running game. Obviously, it all, it all ties together uh, for him. He, you know, he handled certain situations really well, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, throwing a ball away is the right thing to do within that timing of the play. And, um, you know, he mixed, he, he moved the ball around well. You know, we had a bunch of different targets to different guys. And, uh, but I thought his just management of the game and staying in the game and not doing too much, not pressing, and just kind of letting it come to him was a big improvement.
0: There you go. Coach Hardegree talking about the big improvements from Aiden O'Connell. And, look, that's only two, two games. Right, And one of the biggest keys, and I know a lot of Red Nation was mad at me and angry at me, Q, we know who Hoyer is. Q, we know who Jimmy G is. Start the rookie. I get it. But I didn't want to do the whole you know, traffic situation where you start and stop, start and stop, start and stop, congestion. I didn't want to do that. I wanted him to get the start and get a start and get a start and get a start like LeBron, right? He's going to win all these rings on South Beach, right? Not one, not two, not three, not four. Not five, right? That's what LeBron was going to do. He was going to win all those, all those uh, championships in South Beach. Didn't work out that way. That's what I was hoping for Aiden O'Connell. When he got the opportunity to get out there, he wasn't going to get one start. He wasn't going to get two starts. He wasn't going to get three starts. But he was going to get multiple starts, a lot of starts, to see exactly what he could do. Right? Different looks. Different teams. All right, took on the Giants. All right, check. Well done. All right, now you got the Jets. Big test. See what happens. Boom, then you got another team. Boom, check that. You know what I mean? Like, can you check multiple boxes? If you can, you got to feel good that he could be a quarterback in this league moving forward because there's not really anything that's phasing him. not saying he's going to be perfect in any means. There's no quarterback out there that's perfect. Hell, even the best of the best struggle, as we see. We see it each and every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever the case may be. But if you can check the boxes and consistently be good against multiple different teams that are going to show you multiple different looks, that's a positive step. And that's why I never wanted him to start early in the season against the Chargers because I didn't think it was going to be something that was going to be seen multiple times. It was just a one-off week thing, and that's what it ended up being. So now I'm glad that he's got the keys to the car right now. No pun intended, obviously. But I'm glad he's got the keys and he has an opportunity to, as long as he's not you know sinking the ship he's able to go ahead and handle his business final sound by from uh coach hard and then we'll take a quick break get to some calls and texts as we uh, get ready to close out the last half hour of the show and this is on the jets defense it's going to be a tough challenge man he's got to put together a game plan the good thing is the jets are coming off a short week and the raiders got a little bit extra rest as opposed to what they had last week so here's coach Hardegree real quick on the jets defense
5: oh uh, no they're they're a good football team they really are they're very explosive um and we have, to, we have to do a really good job of, you know, hitting our keys, you know, what, we, what we believe in that's going to help us win the football game, and we'll develop our plan around that.
0: So there you go. Coach Hardegree right there just talking about the Jets' defense and not giving away too much, but realizes that that's a tall task. They've got some dudes on the defensive side of the ball. Dudes, right? They've got some guys that can get after it, and it's going to be a heck of a challenge uh, from the secondary to the defensive line to the back end. I mean, linebackers, they all could play. They all do a really good job at, at taking away what you do best. So how does Coach Hardegree kind of – how does he counterpunch that? That's going to be interesting to see. So uh, looking forward to that. But those are the sound bites that I wanted you to hear from both Coach Graham and Coach Hardegree, the interim offensive coordinator. 4.27 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, get to Raider Dave in Denver. Got a couple texts that we want to get to and more. Well, that's what we got winning on the way still. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by port subs Make sure you check out port subs six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Subs neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. O'Connell's under center. He's got Jacobs behind him. It's play action to Jacobs. O'Connell taking a shot down the field. Far side to Tucker. Dives for it. Makes the grab at the 10. He beat Pinock to safety and laid out for it. They'll mark him down at the 9-yard line. On what is a 51-yard strike to the rookie, Trey Tucker.
5: He is. He's very explosive. He's very talented. And he works really hard. And people that do those those things deserve, a, deserve opportunities.
1: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio.
5: Bo Hart agree
0: right there on Aiden O'Connell getting Trey Tucker the ball. And why it's important to get him involved. Especially all the hard work that these guys are putting in. They want to see the, the, the reward. On Sunday, getting involved in the game plan. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Red Nation Radio 920. I'm laughing because I went on a rant earlier about the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> and my guy Adam hit me up on Twitter, at your boy Q254. You could also hit us up on R&R 920 AM on Twitter. Don't ruin Christmas again, especially Santa. Last time I barely turned the station and hope kids didn't hear. <laughs> I didn't say anything about Santa. I was talking about the Hallmark Channel. There's nothing that is going to save Christmas like not watching the Hallmark Channel. You want to save Christmas? Don't watch the Hallmark Channel. You want to be depressed and not really care about Christmas? Watch a lot of Hallmark Channel. That is the worst channel on TV. So I, don't, I really highly doubt that the kids give a rip about the Hallmark Channel.
6: You actively start rooting against Christmas by watching
0: <laughs> the Hallmark Channel? It just is so fake. It is so fake. Like, it, it wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, look, I don't watch too many other shows outside of Law & Order, SVU, and, like, Bar Rescue. And I know that that's very probably whatever of me, very basic of me. I'm okay with that. I'm a basic guy. I like white tees. I like white shoes. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not complicated. But the Hallmark Channel is the most cookie-cutter thing. I'm telling you, it's A plus B equals C. C minus B equals A. A plus D minus C equals B. Like it's it's the same thing every time. All you're doing is changing names out uh, and, and putting someone else in there. And you may change. Okay, it's, this time it's a woman that had a big time opportunity. Oh, <laughs> 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 hold on, come here, wife. Studio Q has been invaded. Studio Q has been invaded. I gotta see if I can do this <laughs> on the fly. Hold on, wife. No, oh, come here. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to let her defend her Hallmark Channel. Come here. She's like, I got things to do. I don't have time for this foolishness. Let me see if I can do this on the fly. She loves her some Hallmark Channel. So, Jared, just tell me if this is going to work or not. We're going to try. I- Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Wife, here. Try to put this headset on. Let's <laughs> just see if it works real quick. Just give it an old checker check. Give me a check check. You know how to work these things. Uh-oh. Here we go. Go ahead. Put the – yeah. Go ahead. Say hello. We got nothing. You put the – go. Check. Oh man. Hold on. Let me try this one more time. Hold on. Let me see. For those of
6: you wondering what is happening, Q has set up a second microphone for his wife on the fly, and we are trying to—or sorry, we are efforting to get her.
0: Yeah. No, we are. We're going to get her in just a second. Hold on. I know why she can't hear. Hold on. I know why. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is going to be great. Hold on. This is what I get for talking trash at the house. Hold on. Um, sorry, Jared.
6: Oh no! This is this is fantastic. Okay,
0: wife, say hello.
1: What's up, Jared?
0: Hey, hey how are yes. you? All right, I okay. knew what it was. I knew what it was. I had everything muted.
1: I'm missing the Hallmark Channel, by the way. <laughs> the
0: okay, now let me ask you this, wife. Let me ask you this. In all seriousness, you know that's the most basic channel on TV, right? No. Why do you like the Hallmark Channel so it's much? It's so
1: good. It's so inspiring, and I love Christmas.
0: How is it inspire? What does it inspire? It
1: inspires love.
0: But it's fake love.
1: And joy.
0: It's fake joy.
1: Around Christmas. <laughs>
0: Christmas is real. But everything, <laughs> else, is, everything else is fake. Uh, you know it's one person is successful and they're a grinch. I don't care. <laughs> and why do you start watching it so early in life? Because like, it's on. You start watching it like Halloween. <laughs> There's no reason for that.
1: Because it's on. I love it.
0: Unbelievable. It's
1: wonderful. And I'm missing it right now.
0: Which Okay. T- okay
1: you know what what you know the storyline i don't have (laughs) to explain it to you you know what it's about
0: which one is on right now (laughs) is there anything that i haven't seen
1: actually i don't think you've seen this one
0: i'm sure i haven't but is it is it really good it's good where are they where's the big city from where's where's the lady or man from the big city
1: so it's about this big time movie star he's like the king of christmas and he's in this small town and yeah, it's the same, but
0: And he's going to leave his all his riches and probably big, Yeah, that's
1: probably what's going to happen. For fake
0: snow and, and like I one hope of that one happens. of the What's the girls that were on the TV show, <laughs> the Twins? What were they? Are they The Olsen uh,
6: Twins? Yeah,
0: the Olsens. The Olsens aren't on this anymore, are they? Did they bounce for politically think, correct reasons? I don't think
1: No, that was uh Who the was older that? sister. It Candace was all- Cameron Bure. Or,
0: oh, okay. She got It was the older sister. She got 2023 on us and she didn't like it. So okay. All right. All right, well
1: but the middle sister was on the other day, <laughs> Jody Sweeney.
0: Okay. And that was a good one, huh? That was a good one. Right. She did great. All right, well anyway. All right, well thanks for making an appearance on the show. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let you get back to watching the Hallmark Channel. Your thanks, checks Mike. in the mail. <laughs> yeah, checks in the mail. <laughs> oh, she's gonna charge me too. Please believe that. She's going to charge me. She's gonna say that cost. All right, anyway. You there rate- you go. Do you want to go to Raider Dave? Yeah, let's talk to Raider Dave. I bet you he ain't talking to Hallmark Channel. Raider Dave, what's on your mind?
4: Dude, that's exactly what I called in about. There's more things that we have in common than you and I even realize. (laughs) Man, I cannot get away from that thing. But I'm going to tell you, 31 years of wedded bliss, there's got to be something that we do to put icing on the cake. And that's my wasted hours of sitting next to her watching the Hallmark Channel and all these Christmas movies, man. <laughs> I just want to try to get caught up on Ahsoka before I down the Disney Plus Channel from my account. I just can't get through it because TV's always on the Hallmark Channel. But, man, mm-hmm. you got it dead nuts. It is always the same story, just like the days of the week, one right
0: after another. Exactly.
4: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, here's the thing. If you want to re-watch the Raider game, you can't do a call to you without talking Raiders, okay? It right. all about this, you know, channel that's probably got more listeners and viewers than we do
0: here. But, Facts.
4: Um, Facts. AOC did something that I have not seen a rookie quarterback do very much, and I haven't watched all of them as intently, but he was calling out protections and moving people around mm-hmm. to help get the right protection to go ahead and have him have more time. We see more of that. Man, there's gonna be some long balls. I don't care what the DBs are that we go against. I'm out.
0: There you go. Hey, great stuff, Raider Dave in Denver, and hopefully you're able to uh, break away from the Hallmark Channel as well. And you're right, man. I might talk bad about it, but they don't give a rip because they've got a bazillion, a bazillion viewers of that all the time. They, whatever they're doing, as much as I might not like it, they're doing it right. There is no doubt about that. So, shout out to the wife who made a, a you know, a, a appearance. On uh, unnecessary roughness, you didn't think you were gonna get that on the show, did you?
6: That's a good sport. That is I'm a very good sport.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, she's she's uh you know been there done that. She's like, okay, I understand what time it is. It's uh you know it, it just is what it is. But there you go. So you don't get that everywhere, right? <laughs> <laughs>
6: What do you want to do next? Are we on air planning?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. We're going to get a couple texts real quick. Uh, okay. Sir Whiskey Ray said on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r If you're not having fun, what are you doing? Right? I mean, seriously, <laughs> if you're not having fun, what are we doing here?
6: I'm having a blast.
0: I bet you are. Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q, you know who won't save Christmas when you really need him? is Jared when asking him to watch your backpack when working remote. Sincerely, the Hallmark Channel and the Crackhead who stole your backpack in L.A. Man. There's a couple people talking about that backpack on the on the text line, my man.
6: I genuinely, uh, I, from here on, from then on out, if you would walk away from the table without your phone to go like time. handle business, like go talk to someone and try to get them on a show, suddenly I would appear over your shoulder like Jiminy Cricket that's and true. be like, uh, "Your phone, sir."
0: Yep, that's true. And I always do. It. I don't know why I do that, but I sure do all the time. So there is that. I'll give you that. But still. Uh, you are the guy that the LAPD identified as the guy who stole my backpack. Can't
6: so. I be the guy who breaks something at Air- every Airbnb instead? Oh, you do
0: that, too. <laughs> you do that, too. Uh, Snakeman said on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line, Time will tell, but perhaps Raiders and Law Averages have finally got the head coach-GM combo right. Gruden, great coach, but most uh, mostly horrible personnel moves. Ziegler, most, mostly better personnel moves, but awful head coach. Thinking maybe we got it right, P.S. Noteworthy, how sublime O'Connell's footwork is. That's from Snakeman on the Don'tBeBroke.com text line. And you never know. You never know how this is going to shake out. Like I mentioned, man, the, uh, you know having some of the players there and potentially a coach there, if it all works out that way, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But if it does, then you can look back and say, hell, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad at all mailman raider said i don't know about that q jared would steal the whole team's playbook like he did your backpack so (laughs) jared you've got a you've got a rap i'm taking strays you got a rap sheet brother you've got a rap sheet also uh hardcore raider said gruden had his faults at times such as too conservative play calling at the end of games, but Gruden was most definitively passionate on the sidelines and abroad. I guess people forgot Gruden going to the black hole and hugging and giving high fives to Raider Nation. Yeah, I was at that game, Raider Nation for life, Hardcore Raider. And you bring up a good point. I will say the one thing I wish that we saw more of from Gruden and Gruden 2.0 was more fire on the sideline. That's what I was looking forward to because I felt like that that's what was needed, a little bit more energy, a little bit more, you know, getting on folks. Like remember when it was Gruden 1.0 and you saw that look in his face and then he'd get fired up, and then him and Rich Gannon would go back and forth and yelling at each other. And, you know, I just, I, I wanted to see a little bit more of that. And I thought, and I think it was Hardcore, or not Hardcore Raider, uh, Hard Knocks Episode 2, when he was like, we need better blanket execution. And he got all mad. I remember doing a podcast right after it. I did a review of it. I was like, oh my gosh, Chucky's back. That's fantastic. Like, I was all in. And he just never really saw that. And maybe it's just because he evolved in time. But that's kind of what I was hoping to see a little bit more of. Uh, but we never did get to see that. But he definitely was passionate about the Raiders, that's for sure. And he was definitely passionate about being on the sideline. But I just never saw that fire, that Chucky, that ooh, that dude is badass. Like we never saw that from him on the sidelines. But I understand what you're saying, and especially him going to the black hole and, and showing love. Like that that uh that is definitely awesome. So not mad at that at all. Uh, Raider Do- Dad Bod said on the WBroke.com text line. Hey, Q and crew, please, please, please do a husband and wife show at least just once more. You guys are awesome. There you go. There you go, right? wife. We got approved. We got approved for another episode. It's almost like it's almost like you have a pilot episode, right? You do a pilot episode, and they're like, hey, we just approved 10 more episodes. There you go. We just got extended. So uh, Raider Dad bought extended us uh, with our, uh, our Hallmark channel conversation. Also, Hardcore Raider said, if Hallmark made a movie of Raider season this year, what would it be called and what would the plot be? That's from Hardcore Raider. That's pretty cool. We only have a few more minutes left of the show. We might want to hold on to that till tomorrow.
6: That we is might a, actually yeah.
0: wanna hold on to that question till tomorrow.
6: And much like the Hallmark Channel, we are doing it way too early.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's nowhere near <laughs> Christmas. Facts. Facts. It's not even it's not even uh Thanksgiving. And I'm telling you, I'm probably underestimating when I say that the wife's been watching Hallmark since Halloween. She probably started back around Labor Day. But I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying.
6: I'm like 90% sure, depending on your cable package, they have a channel that is just those movies on loop 24-7, 365. Oh,
0: Oh, yeah, we got that channel. There's no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Up near the Big Ten Network. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, to her credit, and this is where I can't falter. no matter how bad I don't like the Hallmark channel, in this house, 99% of the time, there's some sporting event on. Whether she wants to watch it or not, it's usually sports. And so she's a good sport, and she'll say, hey, uh, what do we need to watch tonight? <laughs> what do we have to have on? So I'll give her credit for that. She's had to watch a lot of games that she probably had no interest in that she's watched because, well, I've got to do my research, and i got to make sure I'm watching it. So, you know, I'm going to talk bad about the Hallmark Channel. I may dibble and dabble and have to watch it every once in a while. But at least Law & Order SVU, all in. We're watching Liv. We're watching Finn. We're watching all of them all the time as long as we get the chance. And then Bar Rescue, we're both in on that as well. 4.45 is the time. Jared, you didn't do it, but let's go to a sounder, man. Go ahead, hit that sounder one time for 9 Come on. There you go. See, I'm on top of it today myself. Scorpions! Mount up. They got a residency coming to, to the planet Hollywood. You want to be there April 11th to May 3rd, we got you. We got a pair of tickets right now. Win them before you can buy them. Tickets go on sale Friday, November 10th at 10am, Ticketmaster.com. Again, Ticketmaster.com, Friday, November 10th. That's this Friday at 10am if you want to go see Scorpion's residency uh, April 11th to May 3rd. But we got a pair of tickets for you right now. Jared standing by in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, 702-365-9200. Call number 9. You're going to get hooked up with Rare Nation Radio 920.
1: This is Unnecessary Roughness. One
0: of the things
5: you kind of joked about last week was just, you know, knowing, make sure you hold the button down. Yeah.
1: On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM.
5: I went out there early and messed around with it a little bit. Um, yeah, it went good. I got a couple times. It got low to the 15 marker, but I got I got to play out. And luckily, I, you know, I have a really smart quarterback that kind of, he, he can anticipate actually what I'm calling, um, which is a blessing.
1: Here's your boy Q. Damn. Yeah.
5: I like that. Interim
0: offensive coordinator Bo Hardigree right there talking about getting the play in, something that we talked about quite a bit leading up to the game on Sunday against the Giants. You know, how quickly could he get that play in? And he talked to us last week about just pressing the button and the order of operations and how you got to do it. And remember, that's all a bunch of new. Right? Stuff like that is a bunch of new, and so he had to do that on the fly, and he did it, and he did a good job. But you hear him right there, a couple times he struggled, but the intelligence of Aiden O'Connell kind of helped him already know what was coming as opposed to really struggling to get the play in. So, again, that's something you got to give Aiden O'Connell a lot of credit for. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920 being brought to you by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Uh, shout-out to all the fine folks over there. Check them out on thejewelers.com. They do a hell of a job. We definitely appreciate them. Also, shout-out to my guy Vernon. Vernon got hooked up with a pair of tickets to go see Scorpions, as they have their residency here coming up next year. Uh, the tickets, you could buy them before you can, uh, or you could win them before you could buy them here, but you could buy them on Friday uh, starting at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. But today, Felix and Vernon both got hooked up with a pair of tickets, so shout out to those guys. Uh, got a lot of feedback on the Broke.com text line, 69187 Keyword R&R for a bunch of different subjects. You never know what we're going to talk about on this show. That's why it's called Unnecessary Roughness. But, this one's from Just win, win Wendy. All my love to T, but I'm allergic to the Hallmark Channel. I never, ever watch it. Completely fake families make others feel bad not having the perfect holidays like that. I'd rather rewatch old Raider games even if we lose. Bring T back once a week. Just win Wendy. So there you go. Look, if we keep bringing her back on the show, she's going to start charging me a fee.
6: Yeah, we're going to have to get that sponsored.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if, if there's a sponsor out there that would like to hear from the wife every single week, once a week, Feel free to hit us up, 702-365-9200, or the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. We could arrange that to make that happen. But, uh, yeah, she's going to start charging me a talent fee, man, you know?
6: <laughs> oh, man, I can see it now. It's the Basically, it's just the newlywed game, except we ask her Raiders questions. We ask you Hallmark questions, and we see if you guys get the right answers.
0: Man, just ask random questions. I, I do this. Well, I did this when I was uh, just kind of a fill-in guy on ESPN National. I'd be on uh, Freddie and Fitzsimmons, uh, and it was so funny. They did a, a, a part of the show. is called Get to Know the Show where uh, the producers just throw out some random questions to whoever's produ- or whoever's the host of the show. So it would be like me and Freddie or me and Emmett or whoever, and they throw some random stuff out there. It's one point, we got to talking about Halloween and the fact that I'm not a Halloween guy and that I don't decorate or whatever, and uh, I remember uh, Freddie or Ian Fitzsimmons was like, Wait, what? And your wife allows that? Hold on. Put her on the air right now. Hold on. Get her on the air right now. And I was about to arrange to do that, but we didn't have enough time to make it happen. But, uh, yeah, it was so funny. He's like, man, forget Q. I don't want to talk to Q. I need to talk to her because he's got a problem. (laughs) So it just happens like that. Uh, But really good stuff. But like I said, if you'd like to sponsor a a segment with uh, Q's wife, let me know. 702-365-9200. Don'tbebroke.com. Text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Uh, Big Dub Raider said that's cool that you got to you got to ask Bo about the play calling. Mark Sanchez was talking about that on the telecast that he didn't hear a lot of calls as a rookie. Uh, go Raiders. That's from uh that's from Big Dub Raider uh, talking about Bo Hardegree agree and the play calling. And yeah, I mean that's a big deal. I mean it really is. is the fact that you know the the getting the calls in and getting them in on time and getting them in clearly. I mean that's all that's all about it, man. Communication. Right? I mean, you can't have somebody that's like mumbling in your ear because then, okay, I don't understand the play calling. So there's a lot that goes into it. I think it was well done week one. Obviously, there's room and improvement all around. It doesn't matter what the score was, 30-6. to 6. Now, Similar to what I saw on Monday Night Football, the score didn't tell the whole story, but I thought the Raiders did a hell of a job as a team. I think the Raiders deserved those uh, post-game locker room cigars. I don't think it was because they got the victory. I think it was just because of the mood of the team, the way that they felt. Uh, the relief that they had, and the, the fresh the fresh new start that they were able to receive, right? The excitement of the interim head coach, the excitement of the interim uh, offensive coordinator, the interim GM, all that. I think it was a lot that went into that. It wasn't just the fact that they picked up a victory, as many have said, on the surface. But, uh, again, shout-out to uh, the Raiders and shout-out to Raider Nation for doing what you do on the daily. So that's going to do it for today's show. We definitely appreciate you, Jared. Thanks so much for your fine work. Appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow, 2 to 5 p.m. on Radio Nation Radio, 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.